0: Hello, sunshine. We're so glad that you are with us on today's show. We get the opportunity and privilege to interview a very special guest. Not only is he a wonderful singer-songwriter, has a beautiful voice, but this guy has a heart for things that really matter. So I'm really excited for today's show. Whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome. I'm Tamra, and this is Quality Tam. Don't know. About- Matt Hammett. Hello. Welcome. What's up? Uh, did I say your name well, it's right? it's good to be here. Did I say it right? Hammett.
1: You said it perfectly right. Spelled. You know, back in the day, before my grandfather changed it, it was Hammett. <gasps> so Hammett is much easier.
0: So grandfather is in, like, so. literal, like, just one before, not, like, great-grandfather? <laughs>
1: It probably was my great grandfather. Hamich? Actually.
0: Hamich, like, <laughs> do you want you a ham dessert. sandwich?
1: Hamich. Oh, Hamich. Yeah, like what kind of hamich? Hamich. That's what they tell me, anyways. You know, you only go with what your ancestors tell you.
0: These guys, some people's your kids, parents. I don't know.
1: That's what they passed out. Matt. Yeah, H A M M I T T, though. H A M M
0: I T T. Matt, H A M M I T T, is here with us. And thank you so much <laughs> for being with us. We love that you're here. <laughs> Oh yeah. I think I really love well, I love being here. I love your um mirrored plant that I can see here. Yeah. That's real was that intentional? Yeah. Did you do this on purpose?
1: Well, I kind of feel like I was trying to match your vibe a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah, I was I've seen your clips, you know. I, I dragged this plant over from a different part of the room. <laughs> I was like and and also I will say it would have just been a white wall without it too. So <laughs> Much better. It looks so Much good. Better. I
0: when I I said, "Wow, that looks oddly close to what we got going on here." So yeah, it looks good. It you looks know,
1: good. I, it'd be, wouldn't it be kind of weird if we were like the plants and they were having a conversation <laughs> and we were just sitting in the corner? It That'd would be, be
0: weird. weird. It would be. Matt, uh, thank you for being on this show. Yeah. Thank you for coming on here. We have a lot to talk about today. I know I only have like 30-ish minutes, but we got this. We got it covered. We're going to be just fine. And I'm just going to grill you like crazy. But first, I'm going to say happy belated birthday. Your birthday was last month. Oh, thank you. October 19th. It was.
1: So I found this out
0: when I was stalking you on the internet and I was looking at all these things and accolades that you have. And I want to say congratulations (laughs) on all these amazing things. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Matt Hammett is quite the American singer-songwriter. But not only do you have a wonderful voice, I truly believe it is like like the hand of God and the spirit of God is upon you when you sing. For real. I mean that. And I can say that. Oh, thank you. Because I've actually sung with you, we. I had to sing. I didn't have. have to. They didn't like you. Better sing. I got to sing background vocals with you, <laughs> um, for you. Yes, you um, did. forever and you were ago. Great, by the way, and, thank you. And I got to sing on the song "Lead Me," which is one of the number one songs out there yeah. that people, a lot of people, know you for. Um, but you are, for those of you who don't know who Matt Hammett is, he's an American singer songwriter. You've toured internationally, and you've also had fourteen yeah. top five songs. I just didn't know if you knew this about yourself, but you've also had quite the uh, <laughs> quite the run on Try. We've got Tears, which is the one that's played most on radio. We got Footprints and Lead Me, as we mentioned. But you, this I didn't, I didn't know that you were, um, that you were nominated for two Grammy Awards, Matt. I didn't know this.
1: Yeah. that You know, what's interesting about that is I didn't get to go to the Grammys either time. And the, so Why? I kind of was a little bummed to miss out on that. Well, the first time uh, I want to say we were on Winter Jam Tour and the tour would not let us out of one show to go to the Grammys. <gasps> and which I get it. I get it. We were on the bill. Makes we were sense. part of the show. I to- totally get it. I don't blame them. It still was hard. Second time, I actually was in the hospital with my son um, when he was going through his second heart surgery. So, no you know, missed it again. Yeah. So, so nominated twice, never got to attend. So maybe one of these days I'll just have to crash the party and, and go buy some tickets <laughs> Done. and watch.
0: Done. Well, I saw that and I was like, that's really awesome. You've also won three Dove Awards in case those of you who are watching did not know this about Matt. Um, am I wrong on that? Did I, did I misquote? No, that's okay. right. Okay. I just, no, I always right. want to fact check. I always want to fact check on that. Yeah. And then you were part of the band Sanctus Real. And you've also, um, now you've kind of broken off and done your own thing now. And you're sort of, you're an artist doing your own thing, right? Uh, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really an interesting season for me because it's it's like people ask what I do. And it's hard to say what I do because I do a lot of different things. I write music for other artists. I'm still releasing music on my own. I also build creative projects for other organizations. You know, I've produced some music and even a kid's album last year for an organization. Nice. Wrote it, produced it. Um, And then this year, one of the things I did was a program called Dare to Be a Dad Mm. for an organization called Save the Storks. You know, we did a national fatherhood program and I wrote a a short book for them and did a video series. Mm. And then the biggest thing for me is just speaking. I'm out speaking all the time. Uh, at different events, conferences, and um, sometimes fundraising events for ministries and nonprofits. And right now I'm actually out on the road. World Vision asked me to come out with Matthew West and talk about their work. So I'm out on the road with Matthew West for a few dates right now.
0: I love that. So you're a busy guy. And that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> what I was, I was, I was telling a few people who when I was like, you know, when I first heard that, that you were at the place that I was working at, you would come and you were doing some stuff. And, and I was like, wait, who's, wait, who's met him? Wait, hold on a second. Like, how do I know this name? I look you up and I'm like, this is why I know this name. You, you really are this voice that has been out there and in the world in such a positive and most amazing way. Not just positivity, but like you're making a huge difference. And um Oh
1: wow, thank and you. And I was,
0: I was, I was really surprised. I was like, wait, 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 this is Matt Hammett? Hold on a second, because you know how sometimes you don't put a face <laughs> with the songs or like a like what totally, who's yeah. who is who. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy. And so, so yeah, so you are known for your music. You're known for your songwriting. You're known for your beautiful voice, but you're, you're also known for, for quite a few things that you're doing. Now you just wrote a book and I kind of want to talk about that mostly today. Um, I wanted to have that book read by today, but (laughs) I didn't finish it yet.
1: (laughs) It's all right. I understand. Trust me when I say I understand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will have it read. But in this book, in your book, it's titled Lead Me. And it's one of one of two of the books that you've written. Yeah. So you also wrote a children's book. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I, co- yeah, I've got I couldn't i a book out that I did with more. Jason Ingram, yeah.
0: Yes, with Jason Ingram. Yes. I couldn't love you more.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, just quickly, give us kind of just a backstory of the children's book first, and then we'll get into Lead Me.
1: Yeah, so in 2010, when my son Bone was going through his uh, heart surgery, Actually, it was leading up to it, really. So from diagnosis in April of 2010 until he was born in September, there were a couple things creatively that I did, writing-wise, and I actually uh, produced an album, or wrote and did an album called Every Falling Tear. And that whole album was the process of us walking through, yeah. just not knowing what was going to happen. And one of the songs that Jason and I wrote together, it was just a simple lullaby called I Couldn't Love You More. I ended up connecting with somebody from Tyndale Kids, and I was like, I think this could also be a really great book. And they put us with this amazing artist mm. uh, from Eastern Europe, and the book just turned out absolutely beautiful. It's been been a really good good thing for us and for Tyndale as well.
0: Yeah, I think I was walking in Target, and I think I saw it on like the shelf or something.
1: Yeah, I'll see it randomly in places like Target still. I mean, it's been over 10 years. Yeah, since it and came I'm
0: like out. I was like wait, 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 wait. that's his Matt. Wait, that's his Matt. That's Matt. That's like that's actually Matt. <laughs> like that's his <laughs> book. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah,
1: it's always fun to see it out in the wild.
0: I love it and I've seen it been given to at many a baby shower as well. Um people love to give those books. That's awesome. Yeah, so just so you know, it's out there. It's yeah. traveling like crazy. So then now you've got this you have this song lead me it. that you wrote a while back and now it's it's you know you you tell us kind of what the song is about and then also sort of what how that led you into now writing a book. I assume they're connected. They do have the same title, but tell yep. us tell us how they're connected and 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 what your goal was in writing the book with a song.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I love writing music, but I also love to unpack the things that we write in songs. One of the hardest things for me is as a writer, I have to take all of my thoughts, right, and whittle them down into four minute songs. Yeah. And I I really had always wanted the opportunity to unpack a little more some of the the stories behind my songs and lead me obviously being such a huge part of my life and also being the most well-known song for Sanctus Real for so many years was a story that I really felt I needed to tell, partly too because so many people were coming up to me and saying, hey, what's what's going on with this song? Where'd it come from? And so for me to be able to kind of unpack the journey to that song yeah. and that kind of being a point in my life that changed so much, not just it, – it's interesting because it's, it's literal – in the sense that that song came out and changed our lives because of the success of that song. Mm-hmm. But it was also like a pivotal point for me in my journey of learning how to be a better husband and a better father. And so I kind of take people on that journey to the song and the irony of the song, which really part of that pivot for me was thinking, you know, oh, I wrote this song about being a better, more present husband and father and, Now we're kind of we've hit this place where I think I understand this better, but the success of the song about being a more present husband and father took me away from home even more. Yeah. So I kind of was living this great irony of having to still learn the lesson, you know, and and that's the truth about all of us in our art and our writing, is that so much of it is the process for us putting it out there in the world, and this is actually also still resonating in our own souls, and we're still figuring out the process as we sing or speak about it. Yeah. And um. But on the back end of, of kind of seeing that journey and that ride, as I ended up leaving the band six years after that song came out, I could kind of look back and reflect on where it had taken me and the bigger story, not just in my own life and what God was doing, but how it related to others. And so that that really is kind of the voice behind Lead Me. It's part memoir um, and part, I wouldn't say teaching, but hopefully encouragement. A form, a form of teaching, right? As encouragement yeah. to others who are trying to figure the same thing out yeah. as I did and and am still figuring out. Did what is that balance between work dreams and and family dreams?
0: Yeah, in in that when you were kind of, did you find yourself sort of conflicted when you were leading that song? A couple, like, were you? What was what was the kind of the conflict going through your head? Obviously, you like you said, you know, I there I was needing to be more present at home, but what. I want to kind of get like a little bit even into that next layer, peel back that next layer, because like we're talking to people on this show who, who just who just sort of just need to hear it just straight up, you know, kind of like as plain as day, um, and who want who want to have um this uh, th- these moments, right? So let let me see if I can clarify this. You're sitting. On stage, or you're sitting backstage, you're waiting to go on stage, something like that's happening, or you're at the store, or you're at the convenience store, and you're grabbing your favorite candy. Is that when something hits you and you're just like, I wonder what my wife is doing today. I wonder how my kids are doing. You get back in the car, you go take a bathroom break. You're kind of in throughout the day. These thoughts, are they sort of coming in and out of your head? Are they crossing over to the point where it was so much that it just like kind of overtook you, where it was in everything that you did, um, you know, or or, or was, was it just when you were singing that song? Like, I have to sing this song and I want to be, I want to be forthright with this. I want to be honest. I want to tell the truth as I'm singing in the song i want to connect and and speak into this and into these lives but uh at what point did it kind of like overtake you At what point did it over yeah sort of like does that make sense it it was even really before
1: yeah i think it was before even leave me came out you know i was already struggling probably as early as 2007 or 2008 we had been a band for 10 years. we have been on the road for probably seven or eight of those years. And I was already yeah. feeling, I actually wrote a song called Whatever You're Doing, Something Heavenly. And it was about the chaos of life, feeling God's peace. I wrote that song when I was on the verge of saying, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore because I'd had my first daughter. I, my wife had come off the road um, and she was home. I was on the road. So it was like, again, I was feeling that tension of, of band dream, Or, you know, career dream versus family dream. And so I was already feeling that tension. Lead Me came out of a moment where everything kind of like broke, where it hit the fan for us. And Mm -hmm. it it was kind of the come to Jesus conversation. And what I would say is those tensions were always very present in me. I'm just, I mean, part maybe as partly because I'm just a deep feeler in general. So Um, You know, as an artist, I'm always processing what I'm struggling with and I'm trying to bring it to the surface to process and then uh, put that out through whatever the art is in the moment. But I think the big lesson in all of it for me, that when I wrote Lead Me, here was the thing that I realized as it was coming out and I was singing it and I was still feeling these huge tensions of like, now I'm singing this song, yeah. but I'm still struggling to figure out what this balance is. The big thing that that I learned was that my good intentions were absolutely worthless hmm. until they became actions. So it wasn't just all the little things of like the presence of mind or thought around what I wanted to do. It was what were the actual steps I was taking? How was I actually blowing up pieces of my life that, needed to be blown up yeah. to like rebuild you know something better with God's help. And I think so often we fall into just the pattern of life. Day in, day out, just you know, we're creatures of habit and we just go and as we go on with what is next right in front of us that we either have set out to do or have to do because it's work or just responsibility you know, it's so easy just to follow that routine and then reset, follow that routine day in and day out. And it takes real guts to kind of blow it up sometimes and go, Hey, this pattern isn't healthy for me. This pattern isn't healthy for my family. This pattern could actually change. Like, how does it change? Does it change on its own? No, I've got to make some big changes in my life and step out with God's help to do that. And so I think for me, I just had to come to the realization, like what am I actually going to do? Not just think about or dream about or wonder about or feel tension about. Mm-hmm. What am I actually going to do to make what needs to be priority in my life a real priority? Right. And for now, me, you know, it came to that point of, of having to lay down what it was that I was doing uh, for my band dream.
0: Yeah. How? So what was the thing that helped you just like shift like you, you, I mean, because that's a hard yeah. decision to make. And I see all the things that you, you are saying now, Of this is really something that I had to think about. And I pondered this and it was weighing on my mind and weighing on my heart and my family. What was it that, that, that kind of pushed you over that hump to just really yeah do it?
1: Well, I, you know, I think it was the right timing. I, I, I don't. I don't want to act like I just was was like, hey, this is what needs to happen, and I just and did it. And we're doing it, Boom, yeah. You know, it's like I, yeah, I, I, it was, it was over the course of years, you know, of me hearing that song being sung back to me, and thinking, am I actually living this? Am I actually there? Am I actually yeah. present? Am I actually the man that I want to be? At home first, that's great, and moving closer and closer to to knowing. I always say there's a restlessness, mm-hmm. and there's a release, and they're both from God. And it moved from the restlessness, but still feeling God's hand on my shoulder saying, I'm not done with you here yet. Wow. To where I knew the release happened, where it was like, okay, I'm calling you out now. And so, but once that even happened, I had to come to grips with like, okay, is this me? Is this actually the spirit? Like, you know, is this just something funny I ate for lunch? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, but I realized like, no, it was the call. But I, but I also had to set out a plan to be able to do that with as much integrity as I could, which meant giving you know, my brothers in the band and the people who'd invested in it for so many years, for 20 years, um, trying to honor them by giving them the time and the space yeah. and the energy that I had to give, even though I was tired, to say, hey, we're going to give this a whole other year just to phase out properly and honor everybody and do it the best we can. Yeah. And so that... You know, because a lot of times you just want to pull the plug. Actually, David Smallbone, yeah. um, his kids are in for King country, right? And he, um, Rebecca St. James was his daughter. And, uh, you know, Rebecca w- would tell the story of, you know, when she got burnt out, she just kind of, like, said, I'm done. And, and you know, David said he wished that they could go back and, like, have said, okay, I know we're burnt out, but let's make a plan to exit you know sure. like in a in a in the right way and she was young man so that's really hard i was a lot older than she was at the time when she left but but david sat down with me and helped me figure that out a little bit of what great. his regrets were yeah and how i could honor people on my way out so he was a mentor to me in that season yeah
0: i i really i really like that and that's that thank you because the if that's you listening today, and you're thinking to yourself, how do I transition out of something that I've just poured my whole life into, or you feel that wrestle happening, and you, you're you believing that that the Lord's really pulling you out of something uh, into something new or different, and you're not sure how to do yeah. that, just like Matt's talking about, that's 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 where you listen right i mean you you want to be obedient and and you want to you want to be obedient because now matt looking at what god's done with what you have you've been you were obedient and it took it's navigating it's funny you know you navigate through it and whatever season of life that people are in like you said your age matters the timing of your life matters who's in your life who's not in your life um people who are going through so many different things health-wise relationship-wise those kinds of things everybody's gotta navigate through life a little bit differently. And that's where God is so great at meeting us where we're at. And with you, as you did this, you were obedient. Look at what God's brought. I mean, look at how God brought this. So now you go into uh, writing this book on Lead Me and you start to unpack and and peel back those layers, which is beautiful, because now this helps people to kind of see how, how you did it. Not that they have to do it the same way, But they can take these principles out of this book and they can say, hey, how is what is God doing in my life? And how are we um, how am I moving when he says to move or to stop doing something when he says to stop doing something? There's a lot of people overwhelmed right now with this specific topic in regards to their career and their family. Um, Or, you know, I've got to work because I've got to do this and I've got to bring home this to make sure this I'm doing this for you. You you hear that phrase a lot. I'm doing this. I'm doing this for you. (laughs) Um, And and so then it sort of sometimes makes the people on the other side feel as if, uh, you know, well, I can't say anything or I can't bring up my concerns or I can't I can't really have any problem with this because this is a provision kind of thing, or this is, you know, and and so they're afraid to talk. So they're afraid to bring up their concerns. What would you say to those people who are in that place of working things out in regards to career versus family life, how to merge them or not to merge them, how to sort of walk through this life in prayer and with the Lord when they feel like they're just stuck and they don't know where to start? Where would you encourage them to start?
1: Yeah, well, it takes a lot of courage that you might not even feel to do it. I mean, that's the thing. We all want to feel courage to do what's right or what we're called to do. But like being courageous is different than feeling courageous. Yeah. And I think it's like making that decision like can I be courageous enough to actually make take the steps that I know I'm called to do, you know, and there might be little for some people. It might just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to set a boundary and I'm going to block off. I'm going to take this one thing off my plate and I'm going to create more space for my family or more space for something else that I know right. I'm meant to pursue that God is calling me to. And it might be hard to say no to this thing, but that's what I've got to remove from my life. Mm-hmm. And so it might just be one little step, uh, at a time like that, you know, or like you were saying stuff for some people, they're just stuck in even a career or a job or a workplace or yeah. in a relationship or something where they're like, okay, like I know like this isn't where God has me and I've got to move, but it's so hard to let go and be courageous. Mm-hmm. And so to those people, I, I think, I think part of, of, I th- well I think it's important to maybe even say, like, when I left the band, like I didn't feel courageous at all, man. Yeah. I was scared out of my mind. I had no idea where my income was gonna come from. Uh, I thought, okay, well, I can and I ended up actually getting in an R V and traveling around with my family and just going to churches and leading worship and you Which know, is singing where I songs met you. And, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and God's brought brought he's he's taken care of us every step of the way uh, beyond what I even thought he would. And, And I never could have imagined that. But in that obedience of knowing that I was meant to take that step and let go of something that was so hard to let go of, I've seen the blessing and I can look back. So I think all I really have is my story and my testimony to say, maybe it was courage, but it didn't feel like courage. It just felt like obedience. Right. And it was really hard. I knew it was stirring in me. When it's stirring in you, you can't deny it. You can't shake it. People like even now listening to this, there are people who are like that thing in their life that they're meant to like get out of their life or change, it's burning at them right like, now. They know exactly what it is. Even if they're yeah, even if they're telling themselves like, oh no, no, that's not it. That's not it. I don't gotta do that. You know, it's like you can talk it away all you want, but but you know. And you have to just at some point face it and go, what am I actually gonna do? Am I gonna be obedient or not? And I can just give you my story to say that when I chose mm-hmm. to do what I was called to do, to be obedient, um, I look back now and I'm like, the blessing that comes with that is unparalleled. Yeah. I just, the, the family blessing of like the time I have with my kids now, the time I've had with my wife, and, and I'll be honest, I mean, maybe I'm speaking out of line here, I hope I'm not, but from my point of view, yeah. It seems like as Sanctus Real went on, um, they restructured things that I think probably were healthier for the, for their families too. And God made two ministries out of one. They were able to keep going with their new singer uh, and still do what they love to do. And I was able to go out and, and make a difference too in the way that I'm making a difference now. Yes. So, you know, God had it all. And here's the other thing too. One last thing I always tell people is because I was like the singer in the face of the band right and and the primary songwriter I thought oh what are, what are the guys gonna do if I leave and it was funny because I felt God speak to me at one point and just say to me like do you think I love you more than I love them it's great Like, you think I'm going to take care of you, but you don't think I'm going to take care of them if I'm calling you out, you know? And I had to realize that, like, yeah, like, they're God's beloved children just as much as me. And I think there might be somebody who needs to hear that. Like, you're so afraid Mm -hmm. maybe to leave something because you feel the weight of your responsibility there. But God's bigger than you, and he loves everyone else in the picture just as much. He'll hold them. You don't have to. Right. You know? Right. So... No,
0: that's really, really good. I mean, you're talking into into the truth of the matter, which is the heart of the issue. And a lot of it is just obedience. I'm afraid to do this because I can't see what's on the other end. And I'm just too scared to let my hands off this because I think that I'm really in control of all these things. And it is interesting to see how sometimes God will remove certain things out of our lives when we choose not to let go of them to, to, you know, people yeah. say God's a gentleman. I, I really, I like that <laughs> phrase in a sense because he, he really is so kind. He is merciful. Yeah. Uh, he's more than a gentleman, but he is merciful and kind and so gracious and he meets us where we're at. He's so sovereign over all things and it's amazing to see how good good he is while we are just, no, I'm not letting go. I'm holding on to this and you're not taking this from me. You know, (laughs) but yet he, he, he just walks us through. So, um, you know, in your, in your endeavors and in your journey through all of these different things, there's a, there's a, something that I believe you're really impacting a lot of the men out there. It was, um, save the storks. Am I correct on this? Yeah. That's right. Save the storks. Yeah. Um, This is, I looked it up last night and I, what's really cool is there's a statistic that comes. I used to work in jails and prisons and things like this. And so, and dealing with uh, different people and mentorships and all those things. So what you're talking about now, from my perspective is, is, I'm talking to these people who are saying, my parent or my brother or sister or or so-and-so in my life who meant so much to me decided to make a change, and that changed the trajectory of our entire life. That made such a difference in yeah. my life. I quit getting in trouble, and I started doing things that I love. I started following my dreams that God had put inside of me because I believed that I could. There, there's different things that... Um, that will be healed along the way as we are obedient just in our own walk with the Lord like you're like you're talking about there's a statistic though about um young men who who don't grow up with with fathers it's young men who did not grow up with with their fathers in the home are about twice as likely as those raised with their biological father in the household to have spent time in jail by around the age 30 Okay so we're yeah. talking about and I don't know if you cover these any statistics in your books in your about being a father or about leading in that way but in my experience of watching how many people end up either in jail or truly on drugs or on on the streets or um being abusive at home, they're not necessarily locked up for anything, but things are happening behind the scenes because they're not coping well with their life that they have to live with. Like you yeah. said, it's burning, it's burning, this this thing's got to go. And, and so these are, guys, these are real issues. These are real life things. And so wherever you're at today, um, I encourage you, and Matt has been encouraging us just to be obedient, to listen to God's calling, to listen to him when he tells you that it's time to let this go, it's time to give this up, Um, and also to be very careful that you, you really are listening for the voice of God, that you're in the word, that you are in prayer, because there's a lot of the times where we say, no, God sent this thing, and it's not of God. It's not at all.
1: Yeah. And
0: but it's our pride, or it's our arrogance, or it's our loneliness, or it's what we think we need to fix what's going on. And in all reality, it's not his voice at all. And so stay the course, stay the course in his word, stay the course in prayer, and continue to walk in truth, and when you have questions, ask, and get the help that you need, and reach out for the help that you need, and and yes, God is amazing, and he's provided people along the way to do this life with you um, as you are walking through whatever it is that you're walking through. Um, I encourage you to to read Lead Me. I'm excited to to finish this book. I'm really excited, Matt. This is so cool, Um, because It's just encouraging and I'll tell everyone I know to read it as well. And if you're interested in that, we're gonna put these links below. But there's one thing I do wanna say really quick because we're running out of time, is you also have a documentary. Can you, I know this is so hard to like put down like into this much of a little tiny bit of a ball, of what the documentary is about, but just about your son and just your, your family is so amazing. And hi, Sarah, we love you like crazy. Your wife is so cute. I can, I know I tell you this she's all the time, she but she's <laughs> really, really cool. Okay. So anyway, so uh, yeah, she is. tell us about this way cooler than me. <laughs> well, I mean, she's just really cool. I <laughs> I hate to compare, but I will say she was pretty awesome yeah, when I yeah. talked to her.
1: <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> yeah.
0: But tell us a little bit, give us a little bit about this documentary that people can watch as well, which is about kind of a separate matter. But yeah, go ahead. Yep,
1: totally. Yeah, so our son Bowen had two open heart surgeries when he was in the first year of his life. And we had a gap between his first two surgeries and his third as his third surgery was approaching. We had so many families that we were walking with going through the same thing. And they were asking us questions like, What is it like? You know, how do we prepare for this? How does it affect your family and your marriage? And we just had these friends who were documentarians. They worked with um, uh, NBC and they were really talented. And we talked with them and we were like, Hey, what if we made a film to show families firsthand what it's like to walk through this so we can be an encouragement to them? And that was walking into his third surgery when he was about to turn nine years old. And we had no idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really uh, sweet but difficult project. Yeah. But we felt like it was meant to be an encouragement to other families who go through difficult things to see how God carried us through it and to show how just how hard it is. And it's okay in the pain and it's okay to be feel weak yeah. and cry and fall apart i mean we, we show all of it in there um so hopefully that encourages people it's called bowen's heart and it's available kind of wherever you r- buy or rent movies so it's it's also for free on tubi and the roku channel and, and those uh different platforms as well hmm. but uh yeah so and, and then i wanted to say one other Please thing do. really Go quick ahead. and i'm run out of you're time good. you're good but you mentioned save the storks yes which we've done a, a ton of work with them even with Bowen because we just love to celebrate life even life that others would say is broken. And so one of the things that you mentioned was the fatherhood program with Save the Storks called Dare to Be a yes. Dad. That that was a a program that I developed, you know, for them. It's seven sessions and a book and then it's also seven videos. To go with it and it's all free at the save the storks website so just those so those are two different uh, resources you know for families that feel they'd be encouraged by the 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 documentary they can find that really easy at bonesheart.com, and then the dare to be a dad if you just google dare to be a dad save the storks it'll come up and that's all free too if there are men out there who need encouragement those videos will really I think speak deeply to to any That's man.
0: That's awesome, and I will say this: I am not a man, and I was. I when I was on that website last night, I was like, "Man, this stuff is good. It's it's really, uh, it's legit, like it's tangible." Yeah. Um, and and I'm encouraged because I'm thinking to myself yes guys go out there and do this because this is so cool like you you absolutely can dare to be a dad like i dare you go do this like it's just it's so cool because it's it 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 really does change the direction and the mood and the the life that you're living right now but but the people around you are really reaping what you're going to be sowing and there is some really beautiful beautiful harvest to come when when you do it that way. So I just it's just, I'm so thankful. And Matt, I you know, I will say you are you really are a very humble man. Um, there's been a lot that you've done, and there's been a lot that you have uh, been a part of. And I love that you, you just keep going. Like you just keep doing the next mm, thing. Thank you. You just keep doing the next thing, and you're and I know you've got your stuff because you're a person, and you know we can interview. We can interview Sarah <laughs> yes. next. We can ask her what's really going on here. Just kidding. No. Yeah,
1: she'll tell you. <laughs> she'll but, tell you. It's okay. but it's
0: neat just to, <laughs> to see how God is using you in such a beautiful way. But I just encourage you to continue in what you're doing because. Because yes, your your voice when you sing, it's it's a it's a whole thing. It's like you know from the onset of your voice, mm-hmm. and also you're very good coming from from uh, you know vocalist to vocalist. I will tell you this: like your pitch is so great because live when you're singing live, you're, it's like you're actually hearing you sing on your album. And I know there's things that you would fix, and because oh, that's what we you. do. But it's so cool. Like you, totally. you really work hard at what you do. You work hard and and it's yeah. noticeable because because it's it just comes out so clean and so awesome. So keep up the good oh, work. Thank you. Yeah, keep up the good work. You're doing a wonderful thing in so many different areas with Save the Storks with um, with the Dare to be the be a Dad. You're writing the curriculum for this. this is amazing. Writing Lead Me, which I encourage you guys to pick up for sure. And then also get this book for I couldn't love you more. For the children's book as well, and watch that documentary because that might do something really awesome for you guys in your home or in your family, whether you are married, single, or anything else. Like, we just encourage you to take a look, grab this. You might know somebody who you think that that's really gonna minister to, it's gonna touch their heart. I encourage you to go do that. Man, Matt, I could sit here and talk to you forever. You're so awesome. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, Sarah and I love spending time with you guys in Albuquerque. Yes. And we just, uh, yeah, such good memories. So when you asked me to be on, it wasn't even a second Aww. thought. It's just, I'm um, so, so glad to be here. Thank you. So grateful. And thank you for all that encouragement. Yes. Um, I, I, I do. I, it's funny. I struggle to receive encouragement. You're like, oh, oh. Uh, I like, don't know. Like, I don't know, like, how do I act right now? You know, like, what face do I make? I'm like, you know. Just said something. <laughs> I, and I had, I know, I know. Uh, and and but but I had a friend say something really interesting to me. He said, "Why do you struggle so much receiving a compliment?" I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "Man, here's what I want you to do. I want when somebody compliments you, he's like, I know you want to give it back to God, but he said, breathe it in, just breathe it in, and then in, then breathe it back out to God and give it to Him as a gift. That's great, and, you know, as a sacrifice because it's all His, all His, and that really actually helped me. So now I'm learning, like, somebody compliments me, just breathe it in take it in and then just give it back to God and keep going. I so love maybe that. somebody else out there needed to hear yes, that too. There's a lot of things so. you
0: said today that a lot of other people need to hear. We <laughs> hope that we have you back on the show, um, in the future as well. So we may be knocking on your phone. Awesome. I was going to say knocking on your door, but, hey. or if you're in Albuquerque, will you come be on the show? Just, just stop in. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yes, then we can have you in person and you can have the real plant behind me. You could bring that plant there we if go. you want to bring it with you. More yeah. Than welcome.
1: I, I, yeah. Maybe I will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we hope the best for you, and we know you're doing great on the road, and we pray that you are safe and sound, and that God continues to speak through you and do a mighty, mighty, seriously like huge work through you as he, as he's already done. So we love you, Matt. Thanks again. And
1: hey, we love you too. Oh, thank
0: you. And those of you listening, thank you for joining us today. You guys are awesome. If you have any questions, put your questions below. Don't forget to, what is it like, share and subscribe? It's not that hard. I went and I looked to see how hard it was to do all three. It's not that difficult, so. We hope you do it. Hey, guys, I'm Tamara, and you're listening to Quality Tam on today's show. We love you. We love you. We love you. Be blessed. If you or anyone you know would like to sponsor a show, visit QualityTam.com. Remember to like and subscribe and follow Quality Tam on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Chill, bro. Quality Tam.